What's up, Hyperfast Agent Nation? Today on the show, we've got an amazing guest. He started off his real estate career as a receptionist or a broker before joining a team and becoming an agent, and now has an amazing platform that delivers humor and entertainment to real estate agents through the Broke Agent platform. Welcome to the show, Eric Simon. Welcome to the Hyper Fast Show, where we believe unlimited growth in business and life is created by surrounding yourself with people who have been where you are going. Learning from others allows you to compress time and grow hyper fast. And now, here are your hosts, Perry Shaw and Dan Lesniak. Perry and Dan are real estate developers, best-selling authors, billion-dollar agents, and million-dollar agent makers. And now, get ready to grow hyper fast. All right, welcome to the show, Eric. I'm pumped to have you on today. We are uh, still in lockdown. Yep. So doing doing these over Zoom exclusively. Uh, you're out in uh, Brentwood, you said, right? Yeah, Los Angeles. All right. Well, what what an interesting time that I can be sitting here in uh, South Florida, running my team up in uh, the DC area, talking mm-hmm. to to you out in uh, on the West Coast, and uh, yeah, it's kind of become. Uh, the the new norm for the time being at least yeah it has i've done a few of these podcasts in the last couple of weeks and they've all been i mean I, i've done a lot of zoom calls and stuff anyway kind of before this but it's it's cool that we could all connect and kind of focus on you know our digital marketing and stuff and uh, for the time being yeah i definitely think the people that were into podcasting or zoom interviews or or putting out training materials and you know we've done all of that i definitely think that kind of gave uh, them, if, if they were in the agent business anyway, a leg up when, mm-hmm. when everybody kind of had to flip the switch because they were already used to the, the, the technology platforms and right. interacting with people online. So definitely glad that, that we had that experience and I'm sure you are as well. Yeah. Have you guys been hosting, you know, webinars and mini conferences and like brainstorm or mind masters or whatever they're called sessions? Yeah, well, for for hyperfast agent, you know, we've been doing the podcast a year and a half, mm-hmm. training for two years, and we've 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 done webinars and digital summits and all that that stuff, and we started converting a lot of our our buyer business and seller business to that as well. So that we're we're doing seminars, uh, online, you know, webinars for our buyers and sellers, virtual appointments like mm-hmm. our. Our phone calling team books the appointment, sends out a Zoom link to the the buyer and, and the agent, and they, they get on Zoom and go over the buyer presentation and start yep. to search that way. And cool, yeah, still still working uh, pretty good, and and we've done open houses virtually and mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. For for those are, are people sitting open houses for like two or three hours and doing lives and taking questions, or is it kind of a shorter time period? Because I've I've watched a couple on live. And I've seen them just be like 15, 20 minutes. But how is it out in your market? What have you guys been doing? We've we've done both. So we actually built up a portal where you can go on and look at any of our, our listings. So you, it's, it's mm-hmm. like an open, a virtual open house on demand. And then we've we've done live ones as well. And uh, we, we operate in three different jurisdictions, uh, mm-hmm. D.C., Maryland, Virginia. And they each have their own set of rules normally and even now. On right what you can do for showings and, and whatnot. So in Virginia, we're still doing 
like physical open houses where it's it's like a, a you know there's an open showing window where you can book an appointment mm-hmm. and, uh, and come and uh, so it's a little different than a, a normal open house but then right. um, so it's, it's like a combination of the two with the ability to do a showing appointment after but i watched uh Sorry, go ahead. No, I just I, I think any of the methods of, of doing a virtual one kind of can work. You just gotta mm-hmm. experiment and, and yeah, and I was see. I was watching my my business partner do one at his listing in Santa Monica last weekend. And he was like he was asking me how to prepare for it and doing all of his his Instagram posts and story previews and stuff. And the only person watching it when he did it was me. <laughs> so it was kind of <laughs> it was kind of sad. I watched him for like 15, 20 minutes, kind of go through this entire pitch and then he asked if anybody had any questions and the only person was me so i just was kind of like trolling him in the comments but obviously you could save that to your story and kind of post that for later but it's kind of an awkward experience yeah i think um you know i I would say to that to kind of do them that they could they could be evergreen right so Mm -hmm. so 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 do them live if you get the audience great if not like make it evergreen run ads to it Mm -hmm you know, re- repurpose it. It's, it's yeah. kind of like, uh, I don't know, I'm sure we'll get into that today when we, we talk about content marketing and, and how to like take one piece of content and get it onto different platforms and what the, you know, nuances are, uh, but, which is what your expertise is. So before we dive into that, why don't you give people uh, a quick uh, background, a bio of, of who you are and the broke agent and all that good stuff. Cool. Yeah. I'm Eric Simon, a real estate agent here in Los Angeles. I started The Broke Agent about five years ago, and it's an ever-evolving kind of content platform for real estate comedy and entertainment. It started off as just kind of funny tweets and like the inner monologue of a struggling real estate agent at dead open houses. And then I would take those tweets and post them to Instagram, post them to Facebook. That evolved to you know memes, videos, skits, a podcast at one point, uh, a comic book, I do speaking gigs, advertisements for companies that want to reach to agents. So I'm, I'm kind of figuring out still what it is. But at this point now, I'd say it's definitely one of the top platforms for real estate entertainment. And hopefully when everybody or when real estate agents think of something, you know, funny that happens to them, they, they think of the broke agent. So that's kind of what it is at this point. And who knows what's going to come of it in the future, but it's been, been really fun as a kind of, not really a side project. I'd say real estate's kind of more the side project, but really, really fun to uh, kind of make light of all the crazy, crazy stuff that happens to real estate agents. And, and how was it like born? I mean, you, you got into real estate, right. As, as a team and kind of were in various roles and positions and was, was, yeah. was this like an outgrowth of just, funny things you saw in the business or? Uh, So I I started actually as a receptionist at a brokerage just for, it was supposed to be a temporary job. And then I ended up doing it kind of full time for about three or four months or two or four months. And then I uh, got hired as an assistant. And then I worked for a team as a buyer's agent where I was sitting dead open houses every single weekend. Um, And I was basically kind of like an unpaid assistant, just doing their inspections, doing their showings. Uh, cold calling in the mornings and door knocking in the afternoons to absolutely no success. I think I booked like one appointment in six months or something like that, which was <laughs> pretty pathetic. So um, it was born. I started with a, a friend of mine named Wes Pinkston, and he wanted to work on a, a website that was going to help real estate agents kind of build their personal websites and their property websites. And he wanted me to come on 
like on the marketing side. And I said, we should do a funny real estate blog. And then we completely scrapped that other idea and said, let's call it the broke agent. And then it just evolved from there, basically. And then now the, the broke agent, you're on like every platform, right? Now yes. I see you re, retweets and regrams of a lot of your mm-hmm. stuff, your, your memes. Cool. And, do, you, do you still reach a lot of buyer and sellers through that platform or no. is it it's pretty much agents? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much agents. Well, there, there's, you know, it, there's a lot of sales crossover and kind of entrepreneur crossover. Anyone that's bought or sold a home at some point, which is, you know, pretty much anyone at some point kind of relates with the humor, but the audience definitely focuses on real estate professionals and mostly residential agents. But I've had a lot of people tell me in different industries and, you know, old clients or current clients say that they enjoy the material as well because of their personal experiences, either with a real estate agent or buying or selling a home. So how much, how much time now do you spend on the broke agent versus your, your real estate business? (laughs) It switches all the time. Right now, I'd say it's like 90% broke agent stuff because we're in lockdown. When I'm doing actual real estate, it could be anywhere from 50-50 to... It, it, just, it just changes depending on how busy I am. Um, you could, you could kind of see a, a relationship between how much content I'm pushing out and how busy I am. So if I'm, you see like a bunch of posts in one day, I'm probably just like sitting at home. <laughs> and if you... Or, or sitting like a, a dead open house or something like that. And if I ignore it or I'm not posting as much, I'm probably doing more real estate. But I get a lot of content from doing the real estate. So it's kind of like a relationship that I, that they kind of work against each other and work for each other in the same way, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, the, uh, you know, working with buyers and sellers and just seeing agents in your office, that's, that's kind of like your, your, your research and development. For the, <laughs> exactly. For yeah, the content any- you put out on the broke agent. Yeah, after you know every showing, every phone call, anytime I go in the office, which is rare, but anytime I go in the office, real estate conferences, any anything that happens during a negotiation, I kind of write down a circumstance and see how that can be translated eventually into content or into a joke or into a tweet or something like that. So they kind of need each other. The goal, obviously, eventually, well, maybe not obviously, but the goal is to not do real estate and just do this full time. What do you what do you think are the biggest lessons that you could give right now to real estate agents when it comes to content marketing? Like what are most of them doing that they shouldn't be doing or or you know not doing, you know, what mm-hmm. they should be? I think the self-promotional stuff is definitely necessary, but I, I don't think people in their feeds need to be reminded every five seconds of a property in escrow, a new listing, an open house, a motivational quote. Um, you know, it's just like success story after success story. And I think why people have resonated with the broke agent content is it comes from kind of like a more authentic, like, you know, I'm failing at this aspect. And I think if agents kind of included some of their pitfalls as well, as their successes, I think that it would translate better to their audience and kind of make them seem more human and accessible as, a, as opposed to just an agent that's, you know, pumping out content to be self-promotional. You know, it's, it's a weird line because you have to be promotional. You want to keep letting people know you're a real estate agent, but we have such a great opportunity to show people kind of like the behind the scenes aspect, whether it's through Instagram stories or Snapchat or, you know, talking about something crazy that you saw at a showing. I think people would, would resonate with that a lot more than just the constant self-promotional stuff. That yeah. I, I agree that you, you have to make it 
more authentic than what most real estate agents end up doing. And mm-hmm. I, I think like a really good kind of dummy test to that is could you take your post and put it on someone else's page and like replace your name and it, it you know, and it's the same. Very true. Yes. And I, th- I think a lot of agents struggle with that. Yeah. For, I mean, that reason. Yeah. Well, a lot of agents aren't content experts. You know, a lot of agents also, you know, the average age I think is, is 55 or something like that. Right. So a lot of agents weren't, didn't grow up with social media and are still kind of learning what, what works and are kind of getting these, you know, templates or advice from their brokerage or just kind of replicating what they see from other real estate agents. And it's not easy for everybody to create their own content. So I think that there's kind of a disconnect from the people maybe who grew up with social media and kind of know what resonates more with audience as opposed to people that are just pumping out the the promotional stuff. Yeah, I, I agree to be more authentic. I, I think most people need to post more. Too. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how well, your thoughts on that. I, I, I think there's a lot of brokers or trainers out there that, that tell people like not to overpost, but I've, I've never heard someone who's developed a big audience say that. Yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, everyone listens to, to Gary Vee, right? And he says to post as much as possible. And I think that that is true in the sense that we don't want our Instagram feed or Facebook feed to be like this perfect uh, gallery of, of photos. Like it shouldn't be like this pristine thing. Um, I think that people, I don't know if they necessarily want to see more, but you know, a very small amount of your audience actually sees each post that comes out. I, I don't know what the exact percentage is. Maybe it's 10% or, or even less. So if I post something, you know, I immediately think like, oh, all every single one of my followers has seen that. So I can't like replicate that joke or I don't want to post something that I've posted in the past, but like not everybody's seen everything. So I think more is, is better. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd agree with that. Yeah. I, I think that that point on how much of the people see it is important. Cause mm-hmm. I, I think you said 10% or less. I, I would probably say like 5% or less. But yeah. it's, it's a small number. So even, even if you post the same thing multiple times, it's, it's highly unlikely that people aren't seeing it two or three times. Right. Exactly. It's not easy. I mean, real estate gives so much content. I guess it is kind of easy to keep coming up with it. So I'm not replicating you know, similar concepts. But at the same time, I've been posting pretty much you know, two or three times a day for like five years. So there's bound to be some sort of replication or you know the same joke worded in a slightly different way or the same photo used or something like that and i haven't seen any pushback or anybody saying like dude you're just recycling old material so just gonna keep doing it as long as no one no one catches on that i'll I'll do that occasionally yeah so if if people need to post more and and post more authentically uh what other do's or, or don'ts do you do you have that you think people should take into consideration for a specific platform or for for, for any of them or i mean we can we can we can get into each one specifically if, if, if you want as well i guess don'ts um i mean to each his own i i guess for for politics but you know as a real estate agent you definitely don't want to alienate a, a large demographic of your audience uh you know possibly 50 percent of your audience when I first started the broke agent, I wanted to do something called BA News, where you know I would also post about real estate news. And I was posting some stuff during the 2016 election that was just 
like stating facts about who realtors were supporting in it. And I showed no bias of my own. And the pushback was, was pretty bad. Um, I got tons of unfollows and people messaged me saying like, you know, we don't want any politics in this. So I think that was kind of a good lesson early on to not really uh, voice your opinion on that. Obviously, you know, you, you want to show who you are and people will relate with you, but you can do that through, you know, your other hobbies and sports and stuff like that. So the do's I would say were, would be to definitely kind of post more personal stuff as well, whether it's your family or, you know, a sports team you like or hobbies, because I think that's kind of the, the clientele you want to get are people that will uh, relate with you and want to be in that mini relationship with you. Which, which platforms do you think are the most important right now for a real estate agent or, or which platform is the most, you know, your most favorite one to use? Uh, Instagram's been great just because it's obviously such a visual platform uh, for real estate agents. Instagram is perfect because you have the stories where you could, you know, preview a home where you could do your Instagram lives. Like there's just so many tools on that app you know, whether it's the votes in the Instagram story, like which house do you like better? There's just so many different ways to get engagement or, you know, swipe up for a free home estimate, something like that. You know, showing your property photos, showing previews to new houses. I think Instagram's perfect real estate agents. Um, I think TikTok's going to be really popular as well. It's definitely kind of right now for like, you know, attractive, like 18 year olds. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you've been on the platform, but if you scroll. Yeah, through, like, I, I've, I, um, I signed up for it about a year ago and then I, I, I posted like one random video that got like 900,000 views of Holy someone. shit. It was like someone in our office making a drink. Uh huh. And then for some reason I, I decided like, I'm not going to use this again. For so a you posted one video went viral and then you were over it or maybe a couple, I don't know. It might've been like number four or five, but I, uh -huh. now I would maybe use it like once every like three or four months. And then uh -huh. the last, that that kind of went on for about a year, and then uh, now I I post on it every day now, or, or maybe even a couple times a day. Oh, you and, do uh, okay. Yeah, I've, I've it's you know, and some some days that nothing really happens with the videos. Other days, like you know, I've had some get over a hundred thousand in the last couple mm -hmm. months. Um, so are you so, are you what are you posting? Are you posting uh, podcast clips or real estate related posts? Or I'll what's, do what's podcast clips sometimes or. A lot of times I'll, I'll do stuff like after during my workouts because mm -hmm. I, I try to talk a lot about the doing triathlons and Ironman races. So I, I do That's some cool. of that stuff. Sometimes it's about buying and selling homes. It's, it's, yeah, I've done a couple property tour. Yeah. Ones I've, I've done some kind of funny real estate ones and mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's hard to, to predict what really works with that. And, you know, I don't know, it's, it's kind of in this experimental. It is stage and I'm, I'm just working on experimenting right now with it. I have no idea what it'll, it'll, what it'll become or if it'll die or become right. bigger. I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's a good, a good kind of training tool for real estate agents um, for the future of how content's going to be made. Uh, you know, whether Instagram kind of adapts the same, filters or filming settings or you know the way that you could edit music into everything um it, it's like perfect for house tours it's perfect for doing little skits it's perfect for doing updates i just think that it's a it's a it's a really fun addicting app 
that will eventually ageify kind of like how, you know, Facebook started off for, you know, college kids. And then now everyone's grandparents are Instagram started off, you know, for kind of high school, college. And now everybody's on that as well. And maybe TikToks can go through that, that same process. So I think getting in, getting into it now is kind of like a, a good opportunity is, you know, Gary B says it's like getting real estate, you know, at a certain time period or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's the video app on it, video editor, whatever you want to call it. It's, yeah. it's much better than any other like yeah. social media video app. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised Instagram hasn't adapted more of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they, they probably will. I mean, they basically blew Snapchat out of the water with Instagram stories. I mean, Snapchat right. had, had the filters and Snapchat was kind of the place where you document everything and you could be, more authentic and just kind of raw and then instagram just took it (laughs) and and has that exact same technology now so now there's really not much of a use for snapchat especially for you know real estate agents and professionals because you already have your built-in audience on instagram and you can connect that to your facebook business page and everything it's just kind of like an easier process so I, i have a feeling that something like that will come down the road for instagram and whether you grow a following or not on tiktok just using the app, consuming the content and seeing how content um, is going to be produced and consumed in the future is probably going to be very beneficial for people. Yeah. I think you hit on a lot of good points there. Like even if you, you don't build a huge following, it's, it's a great, it's a great platform to experiment with and, and learn how to edit videos and, and make these like 15 second clips that mm-hmm. really are great at, for for it to work you kind of have to like capture people in the first couple seconds like yeah you do right so it's you're you're developing that skill that like really how to how to have a good you know as russell brunson would say hook to to get someone to to read what you're going to offer you have to have a good caption or teaser text otherwise people won't continue watching the video but yeah it's all about like lighting and it's it feels super like cringe filming those videos like I was filming a couple by myself last night like 10 30 at night in my office I just felt like such an idiot and then I'm just looking through the app and it's all these you know it's it's all 18 year olds and 19 year olds so I'm just sitting here you know there's a 30 year old real estate agent with like this quarantine beard like mouthing to some you know 21 savage lyrics trying to make it real estate related and I was just like what the hell am I doing but the videos have done pretty well so I think I think there's a good opportunity for, you know, comedy and, and uh, real estate comedy, especially because it's such a specific lane that isn't really being uh, attacked by too many people yet. You got, you got to have the ring light too. Apparently yes. the, the algorithm detects lighting. Or, it does. That's, what I've heard. that's why the, the videos in people's bathrooms do really well. I don't have a ring light <laughs> and I'm not going to invest in one because I would feel pathetic doing that. But yeah, maybe I should at some point. Yeah, you can get them for like under fifty bucks now. I yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess I yeah. wouldn't feel pathetic. I could use it for podcasts and other stuff too. Yeah, I, the the other cool thing I, I like about that platform is that the the content you make there seems to do well when you post it on some of the other platforms. Absolutely. Like when you put it back on Instagram as as a story, it, it like mm-hmm. fits perfectly into that story format, and mm-hmm. I think uh, more like the people that are on Instagram that aren't on TikTok are going to like be more interested in it just because they see the little TikTok icon exactly. fluttering mm-hmm. around. They're like, 
they're like, oh my God, this, this broke agent dude is, uh, he's hipper than I am because he's on TikTok. Like, what's, what's, what's this all about? Right? Yeah. Or, or he's a huge loser because he's on yeah. TikTok. One of the others. But yeah, it is. It does. When you, when you film a TikTok and, and you post it, it downloads directly to your phone and you could post it. It does fit perfectly for your story. Um, and I think when people do see the TikTok uh, content, whether it's on their story or in their actual feed, people are curious as to what what is the what are all these captions flying across? Why does it look so good? What's with the editing? Why are these uh, you know there's music being played to it? So people are starting to get used to seeing that, and then it's kind of like a direct pull to that app because they don't want to miss out on it. And you have to get real estate on every single app for especially if you're a real estate agent, you got to have your name out there as much as possible. And these kids are going to buy houses at some point anyway, right? So even if it's like a five-year play or a six-year play or something like that, if you're like educating them or getting your brand out there, then that could that could work for you. Yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, no no matter what, you know, if if, if it pans out, it's a it's a great three to five-year play. If, if not, mm-hmm. like you're building up all these skills that you can use on the existing platforms the the ones that have been around for a little bit longer are you a real estate agent looking to grow your business in the dc maryland virginia area the kerry shell and orange line living team is looking for talented motivated people who want to be a part of a collaborative and competitive team poised to become number one in the world by 2021 our new agents have success at a rate that is nearly nine times the industry average and our experienced agents average over two hundred fifty-two thousand dollars a year our industry leading lead generation training and support systems put our agents in the best possible position for success if you want to work hard serve more clients have fun and make more money then call us today at 703-661 9756 or go to Uh So we, we hit up Instagram and TikTok a lot. Uh, what, what about the older platforms? Which, which ones are you using and, and what do you think agents should do there? Or should they even still focus their attention on Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook? Twitter, I don't know how effective Twitter is for real estate agents. For me, I kind of use Twitter as a dumping ground for my content as kind of like a test platform. Um, just because I feel like Instagram, even though I said it shouldn't be a gallery is more of a gallery for like, this is my, my best content possible that I'm putting on there. So Twitter, I'll put up like a a joke or a thought or something like that and kind of see how that performs. If it performs well on Twitter, either I'll post it to Instagram and Facebook or I'll turn it into a meme or a skit or a TikTok or something like that. So Twitter's kind of like your thoughts. It's it's less of a visual platform. It's more word-based. So for real estate agents, I haven't really thought about uh, the best way real estate agents could gain followers on Twitter or if that's really the platform. It kind of seems like a more of a news consumption, political dunking, sports update platform to me. But that's just because I'm not too focused on real estate Twitter. So I don't know. I just kind of gave an answer that made no sense. No, but, I, I, yeah. I, I actually look at it as a place where I'll, I'll test a new concept or idea or see if it gets a bunch of retweets. And right. if it works there, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it up on, on the gram. <laughs> right. Exactly. It is uh, more of a, a quick, like, I think the, the original analogy with Twitter is it's, it's like the cocktail conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, if you throw something out there and it, it catches fire, it's it's probably a good idea to 
put that on your other platforms. Yeah, I, th- I think what I've noticed just like engagement wise too, when I post a tweet to Instagram, it usually performs pretty well because people like the the variety of content. So my page is not just memes, it's, you know, memes, it's skits, it's tweets, it's text-based stuff. So I, I think that variety is appreciated. And I think that a lot of people can do that, whether you're just formulating text on your note section or in a different app or something like that. The, the text-based thoughts seems to be doing well uh, with, with Instagram. What about Facebook? Um, how, what, what should agent strategy or, or practices be when they're on Facebook? I don't use Facebook for my real estate agent practice. I don't, I don't even really use social media that much, which is kind of hypocritical to grow my <laughs> real estate brand because I'm so focused on the broke agent brand growth. But Facebook has been one of the best platforms for the broke agents still because that audience of real estate agents is 55 and older, right? Or not 55 and older, but around 55. They're all on Facebook. So it's been great to get shares. It's way easier to share on Facebook. It's way easier for content to spread on Facebook because of that easy share button. It's definitely more of kind of a safe zone. Like if I post something that's edgier on Facebook, I see a lot of a lot more negative feedback, people more emboldened on Facebook to post their uh, comments than it seems like on, on Instagram. So I've definitely seen more backlash on Facebook than I have any other platform from a content perspective. But I think that it's necessary for agents, again, to be on all of these and especially to connect your Instagram to your business page on Facebook so you could kind of you know, post, post everything at once and, and not have to spend too much time posting individually. Yeah, I... Um... I mean, that'll, that'll resonates with me. I, I think Facebook, definitely, you're going to connect with more sellers on that mm-hmm. platform. You know, Instagram might be more buyers. Uh, right. Because of the age of the platform, though, I would expect that on Facebook. I think, I think marketing on Facebook, too, is a little bit uh, more powerful than some mm-hmm. of the other platforms. Uh, although Instagram story now, like running ads on there is... Right just so cheap on cpms so even mm-hmm. even still but uh you know face facebook and, and instagram i think being that it's the same company now like being able to operate on both of those and kind of go back and forth and, and run the same ads is 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 huge so mm-hmm. you know even if you are into the the newer stuff instagram tiktok like you, you can't ignore facebook no you can't ignore it you you gotta be everywhere i mean you want as a real estate agent, you want your name as many places as possible. You want when they Google you to see, to see it pop up, you know, everywhere, basically, right? It's all about branding and, and getting as much exposure as possible. So it's, it's tedious, it's time consuming, it's exhausting, but you have to be on every platform. You have to be posting every day, like you said, you know, sometimes three or four times a day. What about LinkedIn? What's, what's, what's your strategy or advice on that platform? Zero. I have no strategy, <laughs> no advice. I think I have a broke agent LinkedIn. I don't think I've posted on it in three or four years. Um, I know that LinkedIn now, I feel like I just like regurgitate everything Gary V says. <laughs> so um, I will cite my source on that. Gary V is saying right now, like LinkedIn is one of the best places for content, right? Content growth. So I don't know. Are you, are you on it? Is, is that been effective for you? Yeah, we, we post on it. We, we, we treat it pretty much the same as, as we do Facebook in terms of mm-hmm. frequency of post and 
you know, we just we try to make it a little bit more work oriented since right. in theory it, it is work oriented. But the, the the thing that we like about LinkedIn that I'm sure you've heard Gary say is the organic reach is right now anyway, it's a lot higher than mm-hmm. on Facebook. Like face, Facebook probably has the, the lowest organic right. reach uh, because they, they just want you to, you know, they want you to have to run ads. Yeah. So, um, so, so LinkedIn, you're going to, you're going to connect with people in a different way than, than Facebook and, and Instagram. But because of the organic reach, I, I think agents need to be on there uh, and just mm-hmm. figure out how to, how to make it perhaps more professional than your Facebook right. post. That that makes sense. Yeah, I'm sure if I was doing it for my real estate agent page, I would do it. But I just have so many places I'm posting with the broke agent already that I just feel like adding LinkedIn to it now at this point would just be exhausting, <laughs> even though I, I probably should because like you said, the organic reach is, is powerful there. But I think like t- just even taking on TikTok has, has been like just another burden <laughs> in my head of something like another app, like pulling me to it saying that I have to post on it. I have to post, I have to be there before anybody else is there. I have to get my content on this to reach Gen Z for content. So maybe if real estate agent ends for me, then I'll pick up LinkedIn too. What about, what about long form content? We've, we've talked a lot about these platforms that are mostly short form, but right. What about uh, YouTube podcasts, blogs, you know, mm-hmm. places, places like, you know, I, f- I feel like the, the, the Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, that's, that's kind of the, the hello or, Hey, can I buy you a drink? But, but what about right. the, the stuff where you're, you're getting people to sit down for 10, 20 minutes, read something, mm-hmm. watch something. Yeah. So when the broke agent started on the broke the focus actually was kind of the blog was these long form posts that I was doing about two or three times a week, like, you know, 10 things to do while you're bored at an open house, kind of like Buzzfeed style, stuff like that. And then I kind of got into onion style satirical writing about like fake real estate scenarios and real estate agents, you know, handing out pot cookies at their open house or, you know, stuff along, along those lines that were written as if they were true, but weren't. Um, And then I just noticed that the effort that I was putting into those was not resulting in the return that a stupid Zillow meme was giving me, <laughs> you know, so I would, I would work on a blog post for three or four hours, find all these pictures, post it and get like two or three shares. And then I would post, you know, a Zestimate accurate joke and get like a hundred, a hundred retweets or not a hundred retweets, but like a hundred shares or something like that. So it's just like, this is not necessarily worth, worth it at this point. Also, I posted a picture a long time ago of a, like a water bottle that was tracked by some copywriter that has been like trying to sue me for the last three years because it was their copyright image. It was like a master file image. And that was just like nauseating for me. And that kind of took the wind out of my sails. So just like finding pictures for blogs and making sure, you know, you gave like proper credit and everything to it. This is all just from personal experience. So I, I think blogs are still useful. I, I like emails. I think having your email list and, and being able to go directly into someone's email and just kind of like have the long form content there. I think that's, that's really effective. And then you could have, you know, your, your sales pitch at the bottom or not even just like providing value or providing humor in people's uh, inbox has been really good. And YouTube I've been very inconsistent on. I've posted a few videos. I had some like 
vulgar rap videos back in the day that I did and some other kind of like comedy sketches that I still think would do really well. Uh, I just, I need more people. I need a team. I need a film crew. I need just more people that want to create real estate content. But I think YouTube's a great platform for real estate agents to talk about the market or have, you know, their own podcast or, you know, weekly updates or something like that, or just vlog style showing houses is interesting to everybody. So you could really just film something on your phone and, and post it to YouTube. Like it's simple. Yeah. And then there's, there's services out there now, you know, Rev and, and other mm-hmm. caption transcription services where you can, yeah. you could film it on your phone and then strip the audio out. So you could have a, you know, podcast, audio only one, video version, get get it transcribed. Now you've got the the, the transcript to turn it into a blog or, or a mm-hmm. LinkedIn article. And, uh, you know, we, we actually talked with Gary Vee about this in uh, it's one of our, our first episodes. We, we had him on. I think it was actually episode one when we launched. Damn. But he, he talked it's a, a bit, lot about it. It's a big his, guest. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was uh, an interesting story about how it came about. Anyone listening out there hasn't seen it. It's episode one. The the content pyramid is is one of the things that that we talked about, and, and mm-hmm. Gary's got it on his blog. And you know, it's the strategy of taking like a twenty minute, ten minute, whatever you know, video interview and repurposing it into right. like multiple pieces of content. Are you mm-hmm. are you doing stuff like that or? Uh, because I don't have much long form content, I'm not. Um, I have done that with a few YouTube videos, and I've seen a lot of podcasters doing that. I think it's extremely effective, and it's definitely something everybody should do. If you're doing a property tour, you could break it down into you know ten Instagram videos if you want. So it's it's definitely uh, something everybody should be doing. I've just I, I've been kind of posting content how I consume content, kind of maybe even from like a selfish standpoint, and that's why I've kind of disregarded the blogs and the YouTube videos is because the YouTube videos that I'm watching, I'm just listening. It's like podcasts. I'm listening to like sports or political podcasts or something like that. I'm not really even paying attention visually anymore as much. And, you know, the content I consume, whether it's tweets or articles or something like that, it's all short form. So that's why I am posting like that. Uh, I should be doing everything probably, but I'm just, I'm not. Are you, are you repurposing short form across multiple platforms that you talked yeah. a little bit about it. So I think mm-hmm. I know the answer with you, with, you know, experimenting on Twitter, but okay. So the, so the answer is yes. Like you'll, you'll take something if it works well on, you know, Instagram, you'll make it into a Facebook post, the tweet, mm-hmm. vice versa. Yeah. I, I think, you know, kind of uh, back to what I said at the beginning is, is it, it depends what type of joke it is. If it's a, if it's a word joke, that's just text-based only, it'll be, Twitter, and then I'll post that to Instagram. But you know, if it's if it's a funny meme that won't translate well to Twitter just because of how the picture is set up or something, maybe I won't post it. But I try to post the same piece of content to all three pretty much every day. But if there's something that is particularly edgy or that might like offend people on Facebook, then maybe I just won't post it to Facebook because I just don't even want to deal with that backlash, I guess. Not that I'm really posting anything edgy. I mean, it's just like real estate jokes. <laughs> I'm not like, yeah. All right. Before we wrap up, I want to give you a chance to do the hyper fast round. Are you ready? Oh, sure. Let's do it. Just a couple rapid fired, rapid fire questions and answers. Okay. 
So, so short, short form content. Perfect. That's what I'm good at. All right. What is the biggest piece of advice you would give a real estate agent in the market today? Biggest piece of advice for a new real estate agent? Yeah. New real estate agent. Start on a team probably would be my advice. Um, you know, being a solo agent at the beginning is really difficult. You're going to come across and pretty much every experience is going to be an experience you've never had before. And having experience is the best thing in real estate. I still work with a partner that's, you know, 15, 15 years, my, my senior and been, been in the business a long time because uh, he's kind of like a mentor and just helps me through the process of something that I haven't come across before. And I think you'll have more motivation um, and accountability working for a team. And then if you're, you know, not doing, you know, your, your lead generation sucks and, or something like that, then maybe you could sit your team's open houses or, or, you know, hopefully get leads and business or at least get experience uh, with showings and inspections and stuff through your team. All right. Start on a team. A lot of people say that one. So that's, yeah, uh, that's, I just stole that from somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's good advice. I mean, there's, there's, the success rate goes up a lot, like, mm-hmm. like a lot. You know, I, I think it probably goes from like 10% to over 50% if you're on a yeah. team. I mean, if you're by yourself and you got no leads in your pipeline or anything like that, you're just kind of like, what the hell am I doing? Like, I'm, I'm not making any money. I'm just, you know, spending money on gas and like going to lunch and going into the office and making calls. But, you know, the guy at Subway is making more than me, so... What's, you know what I'm saying? What's what's the biggest challenge you've ever faced as a real estate agent, and how did you overcome it? I guess working with my friends initially was a pretty big challenge, just because I had to turn on the professional switch away from kind of just my my usual like you know funny college party self. So kind of separating the two uh, was a challenge, but I think because I cared so much about my friends and, you know, the, my relationship with them and how they would view me. And obviously I wanted you know, them to succeed with their real estate transaction. I think I o- overcame it just by, uh, you know, making sure that knowing that my relationship pretty much depended on uh, how the transaction was going to play out. So yeah. That. What's, what's the biggest uh, piece of advice you'd give to real estate agents right now on social media if if they're not already producing a lot of content i think getting on tiktok really is going to be um the most important thing just for your future creation of content again just back on what we said whether the app is still going to be around or whether china is going to steal all of our data and (laughs) (laughs) take everything from us and destroy us you should at least learn how content's going to be produced in the future and how to get a message across on an app like that and how to play around with the, the comedy features, the filters, the music, uh, and the editing, I think will be really beneficial for everybody. All right. Last one. Where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, playing shortstop for the Yankees. <laughs> so no, I don't that's, know. That's an original. I've, yeah. I've not gotten that answer. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to you know, pick up <laughs> baseball again. And I think I'm going to replace Glaber Torres as the starting shortstop for the Yankees. Now, I, I don't know. I, I, I hope that the broke agent brand in five years is, you know, solidified as the number one entertainment brand in real estate. I hope that we're producing funny comedy videos, whether it's a TV series or it's, you know, hosted on my own platform. And I hope that the broke agent is also helping agents somehow sell more properties and helping them with their marketing and also making them laugh. 
And I hope that there are more people working with and for the broke agent. And I'm not the only one producing content. Like, you know, I get submissions and DMs and stuff like that, but I would love someone else that has the same focus as me to create funny real estate content that isn't just like a real estate agent submitting something once every like three months. So if you know anybody like that, let me know. I mean, I'm looking for co-CEO, CFO, take 50% of my company. I don't care. Let's, let's, uh, even you, if you, you want, if you want in. <laughs> maybe, maybe if I've got like a hundred. <laughs> Sounds like a yes. Right now, but, okay. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a strong, uh, consideration I'll, I'll okay just, oh great yeah that. that's that sounded that sounded real <laughs> no I, I i love the work you're doing love thank uh, you love the content you're putting out so it was a pleasure having you on the show if uh if people want to get in touch with you or apply for a job with you or just <laughs> connect with you what's mm-hmm. what are the best ways how should uh yeah dms on instagram at the broke agent uh the broke agent at gmail.com I should probably just get a at thebrokeagent.com email. I've been meaning to do that for five years, but that's kind of not too high up on my list. But yeah, I'm, I'm the broke agent on everything, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, I try to respond to everybody. So just message me if you want to get in touch, if you want to do a promotion, if you want merchandise, if you want any sort of social media tips. I'm also coming out with a real estate template platform for realtors to put their own branding on funny memes, funny questions and stuff like that for social media. So a lot of agents that don't have the time to come up with content or don't know what content to post, uh, that'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks. All right. Well, connect with Eric at the broke agent, uh, yes. on all platforms and check out, check out his stuff. Cause it's, it's pretty funny. Usually. <laughs> thank you. Oh, usually. Thank you. <laughs> Strong ending. <laughs> No, it's 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 good. We've we've been following your stuff for uh, a while, mostly on Instagram. I think is where uh-huh. I tend to see you. I've I've seen a few of the TikToks. The the uh, I think the one I can remember off the top of my head was your your kind of on the turntable the the model look where you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was like my first one. That one did pretty well actually. So, uh, so check them out on TikTok, Instagram, all the platforms. Thanks again, Eric, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in and hope to see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. Give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.